Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. In a previous episode, we said that condensed or tightly packed DNA is necessary for efficient gene expression when administered systemically because large, loose complexes do not protect circulating DNA. The reasons involved are also analyzed. Additionally, we have repeatedly mentioned that the use of cholesterol as a neutral lipid can significantly improve transfection rates in vivo. This has a lot to do with cholesterol increasing the stability of liposomes in circulation and possibly having a similar function in the genosomes. Today, we will continue our discussion of structure-activity relationships at the colloid level. How about other lipid systems, such as mixed micelles, hexamers, and cubes, in terms of transfection efficiency? These systems did not show significant transfection probably due to the difficulty of DNA encapsulation and protection and the large size of the complexes. What's more, microemulsions are generally not viable systems for the entrainment and delivery of polar substances. Although hydrophobic complexes can be formulated into emulsions, their stability in the systemic circulation is unknown. However, in principle, by judiciously preparing such double emulsions, the outer layer can consist of neutral or anionic lipids. Similarly, double-coated condensed DNA can be obtained by controlled evaporation. How to prepare stable complexes that are also active in the presence of plasma? Another approach to encapsulating DNA with lipids is by controlling the consumption of detergents in the cationic lipid DNA detergent system, as described previously. By dialyzing the lipid DNA octoglucoside mixture, stable complexes were prepared that were also active in the presence of plasma. Single-chain surfactants can also make liposomes in admixture with cholesterol. Results from in vitro experiments showed better transfection compared to the micellar format, while in vivo this system has not been tried. We have learned that small, dense, tightly packed complexes may be necessary for in vivo activity. So, can well-aggregated small complexes be used in vivo? The well-condensed small complexes known so far do not function in vivo. Ethylated DMPCs have been developed by several laboratories. It can suspend high concentrations of DNA in small particles. But none of the laboratories reported gene transfection after systemic administration. Similar dense aggregates were also observed in several different cationic liposomes. Although similar in colloidal properties such as particle size distribution, turbidity, and density, they simply do not work when applied systemically. Physicochemical data suggest that compact, condensed, small-sized DNA may be necessary for genosomes transfection. But what are sufficient conditions for in vivo transfection? 
It may be the stability of the complexes and the interactions in the blood which determine the biological fate of the complexes. A preliminary comparison of the plasma stability of DMEPC and DOIC liposomes and cationic complexes showed that the former is fairly stable, requiring hours to flocculate, while the latter precipitates in plasma within minutes. Light microscopy showed rapid growth of fractal-like aggregates upon interaction with plasma. Are there any current reports on the surface charge of the genosome plasma complex? Not yet. In a model system, the genosome should be complexed with albumin and its structure and activity studied. The relative stability in plasma may be a competing reaction between the encapsulation of the genosome and the rapid self-aggregation catalyzed by plasma components. Could this complex interaction affect the genosomes? This interaction likely determines the pharmacokinetics and biodistribution of the particles. Cationic and neutral lipids and other components added may determine interactions with cells. Cell membranes induce early endosome release upon endocytosis and enhance transfection yield. Or, simply put, the apparent instability leads to partial blockage of the first capillary bed encountered and lipid-mediated pores leading to transfection. It is worth mentioning that the control of the dose of cationic lipids is crucial. The genosome is not expected to be lethal at appropriate dose selection. High concentrations of cationic liposomes can be toxic or even lethal. Are there any relevant animal experiments to explore the gene expression after the genosome transfection in vivo? If so, what does the expression of this gene in various organs reflect? The literature has reported the relatively high expression of lung marker genes after tail vein injection in mice. In the absence of specific receptor-mediated endocytosis, this can be understood as endocytosis after rapid adsorption. It can also be thought of as simple physical capture of the aggregated genosome and transient cell wall poration caused by adjacent cationic lipids. The lungs also had the largest capillary surface area and were the first capillary beds encountered by the tail vein injected genosome, the next organ through which blood flows in the heart. Therefore, it is not surprising that myocardial expression is usually the second highest. Gene expression in the spleen and liver likely reflects the typical uptake of particles by these organs and the clearance of genomic aggregates and capillaries by scavenger cells. There appears to be a relatively low expression in reticuloendothelial system organs. What is the reason for this low expression? What determines the biodistribution of the genosomes? Possibly due to decreased activity of the same plasmid in these cells and increased DNA digestion in macrophages. It appears that genosome stability in plasma is critically dependent on the structure of cationic lipids. This likely determines the pharmacokinetics and biodistribution of the genosome. Positively charged particles are likely to be immediately encapsulated by albumin. This balance between adsorption and aggregation flocculation determines their fate, and thus gene expression. In any case, however, the pharmacokinetics appear to range from rapid clearance to extremely rapid absorption. Thus, the biodistribution of expression follows a first-pass model and correlates with the order of passage and volume of this organ. In what ways can the effect of cationic lipid DNA complexes on transfection be explained? The effect of cationic lipids on transfection seems to be that they can suspend DNA colloids, enhance internalization, and protect it. High concentrations of small-sized DNA particles seem to be important for effective transfection. 
Different cationic lipids and different liposome morphology and solution conditions can suspend DNA to different concentrations. It is not known how the morphology of liposomes affects the interaction with DNA. It would be expected that in the case of larger liposomes, larger particles would be produced, while smaller liposomes would form smaller complexes. What are the different phase behaviors produced by liposomes and genosomes containing different cationic lipids? Typically, the phase behavior of specific cationic lipids varies with charge. The difference between cationic lipids is their ability to suspend DNA. That is, the size of the solubility gap varies with different lipids. Some lipids cannot yet be made into small liposomes. This has a detrimental effect on their plasmid solubility. The effect of different cationic lipids on activity is more difficult to interpret. Only when imidazoline cationic lipids were used, the diolyl chain was shown to be much more active than the dimeristoil and dipalmatoil chains. There is no systematic experimental report yet. Could you please elaborate on the effect of polar groups on transfection? Polar head groups may have a dual effect on bilayer stability and interaction with DNA. In addition to electrostatic interactions, specific interactions such as hydrogen bonding, groove bonding, or partial intercalation may also occur. Some lipids may not mix well with cholesterol and phase separation occurs. The subsequent destabilization of the genosome or including its stability and DNA protection in circulation. Some lipids with low or high packing parameter values form fewer stable bilayers. Liposome bilayers may change in different ways when interacting with DNA. In general, where minimal toxicity is required, cationic lipids should form a small solubility gap in the phase diagram, form a strong bilayer, and confer adequate colloidal stability. Considering the above explanation, can we try to explain the effect of neutral lipids on transfection? Again, cholesterol appears to be a better neutral lipid in the body. This may be due to the formation of a more compact genosome, increased stability in plasma, or the formation of a bilayer that better protects DNA. It is possible that the stronger bilayer provides better support for DNA adhesion, resulting in a stronger structure that is more resistant to interactions in plasma. Although the structure of the genosome is different from that of liposomes, the outermost coating of the genosome may have a similar role. Knowing that cationic micelles cannot form stable complexes, we can now understand that a strong bilayer is required to support the formation of stable complexes. A continuous bilayer may also provide a better surface to attach to cells. Am I right? That's right. However, we must note that these observations are against established endocytic entry, where the presence of dope is critical for early endosome release. Perhaps some other lipid can interfere with the endosomal membrane as well, or perhaps bypass the endosomal entry entirely. Consistent with this idea is that some lipids, such as DOTAP, have been shown to transfect better in the absence of dope. As you mentioned, different lipids produce complexes with different transfection activities. The above findings underscore the importance of colloidal properties for transfection in vivo. In general, what properties should lipids in the genosome possess? Lipids should provide efficient DNA coagulation and protection with appropriate stability and interaction properties in plasma. In addition, they cannot bind to DNA too strongly to interfere with depolymerization. Subcutaneous, intramuscular, intraarticular, or intracerebral administration may be similar to in vitro testing.
However, plasma stability and pharmacokinetics and biodistribution determine the in vivo activity when applied systemically. Topical administration may have a completely different entry mechanism. Do you mean that the formation of active complexes depends more on colloidal phenomena than on the nature of cationic or anionic lipids? Can very different complexes be made from the same liposome and DNA if the reaction conditions are changed? That is exactly what I mean. Varying the reaction conditions does give different complexes. For example, DOTAP liposomes form large complexes at low concentrations under conditions of high ionic strength. Conversely, at high concentrations and low ionic strength, they can be made into very compact and dense complexes with high in vivo transfection yields. While the temperature does not appear to have much effect on complex formation, the concentration and ionic strength of the reagents do. The salt concentration should be minimal. In addition to these thermodynamic parameters, the kinetic effects of the reaction must ensure that small particles are produced. Why are the commercial transfection kits so far unsatisfactory? In carefully conducted experiments, a dose response was observed. It may also explain the relative inefficiency of commercially available lipid kits, regardless of the neutral lipid used. For stability, economic, or commercial reasons, the liposome concentration in these kits is too low for efficient gene expression in vivo. In addition, the instructions generally recommend the use of electrolyte solutions, which will lead to the formation of larger complexes. These complexes are effective in vitro, but fail to achieve sufficient volume of distribution at reasonable DNA levels when administered systemically. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.